0: This is the Sermon Series Podcast for Cypress Baptist Church. You're listening to a sermon from our weekend service. Make sure to subscribe so you can hear a new message each and every week. We hope that this podcast encourages you to grow closer in your personal relationship with Jesus. Can I get a round of applause for our team this morning? They've been awesome. It's such a great team to work with and everybody being willing to help out. It's, it's been amazing. So um, as you heard, not from Gage, but from Monica, um, we learned about Joseph uh, this month in the treehouse. Um, the dreams that he had, the ones that he interpreted. Um, and our story today is kind of the epilogue of Joseph's story. Um, it's a continuation of what what happened after kind of the end of of that uh, story that Monica read today, and we're in uh, starting in Genesis chapter 50. We find out that after our story, Joseph and his family uh, stayed in Egypt. They remained in Egypt uh, because of how important Joseph was, and and they really prospered there. They lived well in Egypt. Joseph and his eleven brothers all stayed. Um, And they are what made up the 12 tribes of Israel, which are God's chosen people. So our story, uh, we're going to actually start reading in Exodus chapter 1, so transitioning from Genesis to Exodus. This is kind of our our bridge leading into our story in the treehouse of Moses um, next month. So Exodus chapter 1, verse 6, says this, Then Joseph died, and all his brothers and all that generation but the people of Israel were fruitful and increased greatly. They multiplied and grew exceedingly strong so that the land was filled with them. So we learn that Joseph lived to be 110 years old. And during that time, he had many children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and nieces and nephews and cousins. And the land was filled with the people of God, with the Israelites all the descendants of Jacob and and his 12 sons. But a new king came to power in Egypt in that time who did not like this. He did not like that the Israelites were spreading out and multiplying. And so continuing in verse eight, this is what it says. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, behold, the people of Israel are too many and too mighty for us. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply And if a war breaks out, they join our enemies and fight against us and escape from the land. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with heavy burdens. They built for Pharaoh store cities, Pithom and Ramses. uh, But the more they were oppressed, the more they multiplied. And the more they spread abroad. And the Egyptians were in dread of the people of Israel. Everyone say "Dread." dread. Dread. They were in dread of the people of Israel. So they ruthlessly made the people of Israel work as slaves and made their lives bitter with hard service in mortar and brick and in all kinds of work in the field. In all their work, they ruthlessly made them work as slaves. So this new king in Egypt is not a nice guy, right? Um, He uh, did not remember who Joseph was and all the things that he had done and all the things uh, that were done and why, the people of, uh, why God's people, the Israelites, were there in that land. Um, and even though the Israelites were made to work as slaves, the Bible tells us they continued to multiply. They continued to grow and grow and grow as a nation. Uh, he tried to oppress them and make them slaves, and they still continued to multiply. And the Egyptians uh, were in dread, right? That was the word we repeated, was in dread, Uh, the people in the new king were afraid of them. It said earlier, the king was afraid, you know, if there's a war and a battle breaks out, these people may not be on our sides. They might take the side of the enemy. So he was afraid of all of these people of Israel. And so he he had them be slaves and the plan wasn't working. They were still multiplying. So he came up with a new plan. Making them slaves was not working. And I, I warn you, this new plan is pretty terrible. And this is what it says in verse 15. It says, "Then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shifra and the other Puah." Everyone say Shifra. Everyone say Puah. Pua. All right. So Shifra and Puah were midwives, and when you serve as uh, this is what they said in verse 16, when you serve as midwife to the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stool, if it is a son, you shall kill him but if it is a daughter, she shall live. But the midwives feared God. So I'm going to pause right there. We have this king that is afraid of all of these Israelites. And then we have these midwives and the Bible tells us that they were afraid too, but they were afraid of something else. They feared God. So it's an awful plan, right? He tells the midwives who are in charge of, of helping them give birth to kill all of the male babies of the Israelites. Um, And these are the best words in this whole story is, but the midwives feared God. And so let's see what their fear led to. So uh, in verse 17, uh, we'll read it again. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but let the male children live. So the fear of God led the midwives to allow these babies to live. And they actually told the king, the Bible says they told the king like, oh, the Israelite women have babies too quickly. We can't get there in time. And so we can't kill them. Sorry about that. Um, and this wasn't exactly true, but Shifra and Pua chose to obey God instead of man. So I want to kind of illustrate this a little bit. I'm going to have uh, our, two of our friends, Courtney and Kayla, come up and um, help me with something. Um Oh, all right, all right, all right. So, just a second here. Thank you guys for helping me. Um, This, you can take one of these. I'm just going to put this right here. Take one of these. Thank you. Uh, So, in our story, we had two versions of fear, right? We have this king who is afraid of the people of Israel, and we have these two women who had a fear of God. And so, One of these led to suffering and death, and the other led to obedience and salvation, fear of God. So I have here these two pipes that represent fear, okay? And sometimes fear can twist us up in knots, right? Like this, can they twist in knots? Great job. You guys are doing so good. I'm really impressed. So Kayla here is going to represent kind of more like the king, so you can come front, front and center right here. So Kayla is representing the king, and the, the fears of the world and the things around us um, and the things that we deal with, uh, our surroundings, the people, all of the fears that might pop up in our lives. And I, it, when I was reading this, it reminded me of a story uh, that I had. So when I was 10 or 11 years old, uh, my parents took us Uh, My grandma lived in Bakersfield, and so we were not that far from kind of the L.A. area. And my parents took us to this amusement park called, uh, what is the one down there called? Six Flags Magic Mountain. That was the name. Six Flags Magic Mountain. Anyone ever been to Six Flags Magic Mountain? Yeah, a few of us. Okay, so when I was 10 or 11, I had never been there. The only theme park I had been to was Disneyland. And so I knew that I loved roller coasters. But to me, a big scary roller coaster was the Matterhorn. And then one day I ran into at Magic Mountain uh, this roller coaster called the Viper when I was 10 years old. And the Viper is terrifying. I had never been upside down on a roller coaster in my life. And this one goes upside down seven times. And it goes 70 miles an hour. And so my fear of my surroundings led me to um, quit Magic Mountain that day. I I was still there, but I, I was not there. I did not ride this ride. I hardly rode any rides at a terrible day because I let my fear control and lead my decisions, much like the king in our story. And so Kayla is going to, you know, maybe she's been called to something, to some work. Maybe she's got things to do in her life, things that she's working towards, striving towards, but she is going to let her fear lead her. So go ahead and and try and try and pick this up. Everyone, give her a... Great job. Thank you. That was so good. You almost did it. So Kayla's letting her fear guide and direct and control her. She's letting her fear lead, and she is, is she being successful in her endeavors? No. Good try. Everyone say, good try, Kayla. Good try. You tried your hardest. Yeah. Yeah. Great job. And we have Courtney here, and Courtney represents her fear, and her fear is a fear of God. Everyone say hi, Courtney. So you've done such a great job this morning. I know, no one one said that. That was really weird. So Courtney is going to try and lift this here. Go ahead. Wow. (laughs) Somebody's coughing on the speaker. If we could make sure everyone's muted. Everyone say great job, Courtney. So Courtney represents God leading. Oh, all right. See you. Bye guys. All right. I'll dismiss them. Round of applause, everybody. Thank you. Go ahead. You can leave now. So we can have fears in our lives and fear is a normal thing, right? We all have fears. We all have things that, that cause us to be afraid. But if we let our fears control us, if we let our fears make decisions for us, much like the king in our story, then we are led to a point of being controlled by our fears, where we want to be more like the women in these stories who had a fear of God. And a fear of God can lead to obedience, to obeying God like the women in our story did. And so our own fear doesn't get in the way of obeying. And so our big idea today is we can obey God above anyone else everyone say that with me ready say we can obey god above anyone else that's right so just like the fear of god and shifra and puah led to obedience even with possible danger in the way right they were dealing with a king who was willing to kill babies so of course their lives were in danger they probably had other fears about making this decision but they let their fear of god lead to obedience. And before we wrap things up this morning, I want to read a psalm. And this is the, the psalm of David. Um, and this morning we're talking about fear of the Lord and obedience. And David had a, if you know David's story at all, um, he had times of tremendous obedience to God, of, of doing the right thing, making light, the right choices. Um, and at times he let his fears overcome him and, and made poor decisions. Um, and yet still, he writes psalms like this, praising God, offering thankfulness to God because of who God was. And we should obey God for a lot of different reasons. There are many reasons that we would want to obey God, because it's our duty as believers, um, because he's good to us, because we, know, we uh, love him and know that he wants what's best for us. So let's read this psalm of thanksgiving. It's Psalm 138, Psalm 138. Uh, I'm going to read the whole thing and then highlight one of the verses. So uh, 138, verse 1, it says, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted, a, uh, a, for you have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. So the midwives in our story were walking in the midst of troubles, and God preserved their lives. The Bible tells us that later on they were blessed with families of their own um, for their obedience to God, even in the face of their fears and death. And so I just want to highlight verse 7 one more time. So verse 7 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. So something we try to emphasize uh, with the kids that I think is important for all of us to understand, um, and actually maybe makes Gage right with his answer of Jesus, is um, that the whole book, the whole Bible that we read, is all about Jesus. Everything points to Jesus. And just like we talked about today, Jesus chose to obey God too. He knew that he would have to do the most difficult thing. He would have a painful death and have to forgive the entire world in order to forgive the entire world. And so on the screen right now, and um, it's on the back of your handout if you took one or, or make sure you get one, um, is our gospel guide. Or uh, on the, the sheet, it says, God's plan for me. And it has five parts to it. God rules. God rules. We sinned, God provided, Jesus gives, and we respond. So number one is God rules. God created everything. He created all of the world, the universe, all of your experiences, your memories, your thoughts, your feelings are all created by God. And because he is the creator of everything, he gets to make the decisions and we get to obey them is what we should do. And so we should learn what he says. And so, number two is we sin. So God rules, and then number two, we sinned. And sin is simply missing the mark of perfection. So we're, we're missing the mark of being perfect, and we all fall short sometimes. And we choose to disobey God sometimes. But the Bible and the Bible says, "For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God." And our sin separates us from God, because God rules; He cannot be in the presence of sin. And so. Our sin eternally separates us from him. And the Bible also says that the wages of that sin, the cost of our sin, the price of our sin is death. A price that we must pay for our sin. And it's not only death in this life, but eternal separation from God. Number three is God provided. So I said, we sin, we're eternally separated, but praise God, that wasn't the end of the story. God sent his only son, Jesus, as a solution for our sin. He sent him to rescue us from death. And we can't get to God on our own. Like I said, sin separates us from God. There is this gap between us and God that we can never bridge on our own. And that Jesus alone was the only one who could pay that price. It's a gift that cannot be earned. It's given for free. So number four is Jesus gives. Jesus came to earth, um, he lived a perfect life. We said that the cost of sin is death, right? But if Jesus didn't sin, he shouldn't have had to pay that price. But he did anyways, he did it for us. He paid that price for us, he took our place. And then he rose again three days later, proving once and for all that he was God. And because of his sacrifice, we can have a personal relationship with Jesus. And so that's number five, Number five is we respond. So if you believe in your heart that Jesus alone can save you through what he did on the cross and repent, which is a fancy way of saying turn away from your sins, the Bible says that you will be saved. Romans 10.9 says it this way. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's a free gift for everyone that only requires your belief And repentance. And this is the gospel story that's for each of us, not just for these kids, but for everyone. So if you're here and thinking about how how you might obey God uh, above anyone else like the people in our story, the first step in obedience is this right here, is the gospel, is salvation, to respond to the free gift that's been offered to all of us. But right now I want to ask if there's a, a next step that you need to take in your obedience. Something that, that you know you need to do or something you should be doing that you're not. Maybe fear is getting in the way like we talked about and you need to replace your fear with a fear of God. And maybe a fear is dictating um, what's happening in your life. Are you allowing your fear to lead and control you like like Kayla and our, our, um, our uh, what's that called? example, demonstration. Thank you. Um, Or should you be like Courtney was and have a fear of God be leading your life? So maybe it's time to place your fear in the Lord instead of the things around you. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Cypress Baptist Church, where we want to help you find, build, and share a passionate relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're in the Sacramento or Elk Grove area, we would love to have you join us in person. To learn more about Cypress and see our service times, please visit cypressbc.org.